Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It's the list in your boy at Fightful.com. With Jimmy Van and Sean Rossap, they're on fire. Boom shakalaka. 200 strong. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossap, welcome to Fightful. It's list in your boy for May 17th, 2023. We have a lot to talk about, and uh, we, ha- we have a pretty well-equipped panel right here myself and that's it and and that's it and jimmy van is also here he's pretty good at this stuff that involves uh money and broadcast deals and the like we encourage you to leave a thumbs up on this video get your super chats get your humper chats in that's the best way to get your question or statement read on the air we'll brag about fightfulselect.com in a bit it's our exclusive news service i've mentioned this on some other shows as well you're going to be seeing some new advertisers here on Fightful. If you're interested, hit up myself or Kate. But we got Jimmy Van here today. Jimmy, how you doing? I'm okay, Sean. I told you off the air. I got my ass kicked by my six-year-old. He uh, ran at me full speed ahead, did a high cross body off the bed, accidentally slammed his knee right into the right side of my ribs. And so yeah. I, I either have bruised ribs or cracked ribs, one or the other. It feels terrible. But I'm here, Sean. I'm here. I don't take a day off and, uh, yeah. <laughs> From the podcast, maybe, maybe <laughs> occasionally, occasionally from day to day life. I don't from day to day life. I don't podcast you're old. Maybe. You're tired. You, you live with children. And I guess that, that carries yeah. us to hard to breathe uh, sometimes the, today. The big news of today, a reminder guys, uh, subscribe, it helps us out a lot. Marching towards a hundred thousand. We got a great interview this week. Will Osprey. How about that one? Ahead of a New Japan resurgence here on the channel. We had Vinny Pacifico yesterday. Uh, if you guys, I want to go give give you guys a quick plug for this. In the weeds every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on Fightful Overbooked. It's becoming one of my my favorite podcasts out there. It's a morning show. You guys are gonna love that. A lot of different guests as well. But if you if just you know what, maybe you watch the show on demand and you're like, I still want to get my question in fightfulselect.com. I do a QA show there every week. Jimmy will be doing one next month as I head towards London. But uh we've got we got a lot of stuff to talk about here, Jimmy. Uh we got RH saying welcome to the hump. Here we are. Yep. So uh, a lot of interesting stuff today. So uh we got to start with the EW business and we'll start with what we know. Uh, before we before we start about speculation, although what they announced today, we kind of already did know. So um, today, May 17, Warner Brothers Discovery held their upfront presentation in New York. Right off the shoot, I want to get your thoughts on, on something. So early into that presentation, they put a graphic up on the screen representing their major networks, you know, so they had TNT yeah. and TBS and Food Network. And for every network, they put up an image of a celebrity uh that is kind of attached to that network for tbs they picked jade cargill and i thought that was very no but i thought it was very interesting because we put her over all the time right you and i put her over all the time but this was coming from warner brothers discovery so this tells you how they feel about her and so i thought that was very interesting first question out of the hot what was what was your thought on them selecting jade cargill as almost their aew representation on that image. Well, they also featured Jeff Jarrett at one point. So I saw that. I saw that. Yeah, but they're not <laughs> in the same category. You know what I mean? But I uh, saw that. Yeah. I thought that was interesting that they, I, I mean, naturally they would naturally they would, because I mean, she is such a, such a star. She yes, looks she like is. a star, carries herself like a star is a star. Yes. I think it's natural for them to, to go with her. Okay, now something else interesting, and and this could be uh, foreshadowing, and I want your thoughts. So under TNT on that graphic, they did not show an NBA player. 
they showed an NHL hockey player. Ironically enough, they showed Connor McDavid from the Edmonton Oilers, which I could chuckle and laugh at because the NHL scheduled all their playoff games for 10 o'clock Eastern time this year. But the fact they showed an, an NHL player instead of an NBA player, do you think that could be foreshadowing about rights? Because that would be that'd be good news for AEW. They wouldn't be preempted by the NW, uh, NBA. It'd be it'd be great news for AEW and not so great news for TNT because yes. Shaq, Ernie, and and Charles Barkley are big time on TNT. Like it is, it is uh, a staple of that network. I watch games just because they're on TNT because of them, and I mean also they they've broken through on social media to where their clips go viral completely separate of a basketball realms as well. Right. Shotgun Spurs says whenever Jade isn't on television, everybody should be asking where's Jade Cargill. Well, I get the feeling that will be rectified moving forward. I think that with the announcement of collision, that is going to adjust a lot of things for a lot of people. Yep. So let's get into that. So they made official what we kind of already knew. Uh, AEW collision is going to debut on TNT on Saturday, June 17, eight o'clock Eastern time in a two hour block. Now, there was one thing very interesting about that uh, announcement and they issued a press release at the same time. So you had reported that there might be a brand split and I'll get your thoughts on that in a minute or a roster. Oh, split. Not, not, not might. There's a brand. Split. Yeah. Okay. 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 Talent. Talent. We're told. I, I listen. I know PW insider is saying that there isn't one talent. We're told today they were sent uh, an email saying, don't worry, this will be addressed soon. I know there was something internally that said starting June 17th, they will be assigned particular brands. And I was, I, I was told explicitly that this exemption as reported on fightfulselect.com uh, does not include champions, not just in AEW, but from around the world as well. So if somebody comes in from new Japan or the like there, there are exceptions. There are also other exceptions as well. Right now, the graphic that they included with the press release, I found it all very interesting. So they use the term feature headliners in the press release, they announced who the feature headliners are going to be. They included Miro, Samoa Joe, Thunder Rosa, Powerhouse Hobbs, and Andrade. I found it very interesting. Rosa and Andrade, you know, they've had some issues with talent. They're both going to be on, on collision. Warner Brothers Discovery, they uh, issued their own press release about programming announcements. On their original press release that Warner Brothers Discovery uh, uh, issued, CM Punk was listed as one of the feature headliners under Collision, they then uh, edited it, and when they the one that went uh, that that was mass distributed didn't mention any names whatsoever. That would seem to indicate that Punk would be part of Collision as expected. You had reported that Punk was interested in a program with Samoa Joe, and wouldn't you know, Sean, Samoa Joe is one of the feature headliners too. FightfulSelect.com is a really good uh, use of your five bucks, guys. I know some of you don't want to pay for pro wrestling news, but. You get like 40 podcasts over there a month as well, like eight or nine a week. But a lot of this plays into what we had said. We had said last week on FightfulSelect.com, we're going to pat ourselves on the back here, that not just the talent that you saw, but more returning talent would be featured on Collision. And Jimmy, completely separate of Andrade, who again, Fightful Select had reported CM Punk wanted on Collision. We saw Scorpio Sky on a graphic as well. So... Scorpio Sky, who hasn't been around in almost a year, is now featured on Collision. Uh, I, I was told that in talks with some of these talent, that was sort of put forth like, well, we wanted a fresh roster approach from, from that line of thinking. Uh, Thunder Rosa popped up. I, I don't know if she's good to go or not. Like, I have no idea. But featuring her on the show is a name to be featured, of course. But you got Miro coming back. You got Andrade. You got Scorpio Sky. You got Thunder Rosa. But CM Punk, I think it's strategic, him not being involved. Unless something catastrophic has happened in like the last day, which again, all due respect to CM Punk, it's CM Punk. It's always possible. Uh, but yeah. I, th I figure they want to keep it for a surprise again. That's what I figure. Sure. Uh, and just have him show up on the first night. But, uh, but that's interesting. And then something that you mentioned, which uh, which I assumed. So the graphic that they showed for Collision, it happened to include all the current champions. So MJF was on it. Orange Cassidy was on it. House of Black was on it. FTR was on it. And so I assume that the champions are going to be on both shows uh, based on them being on the graphic. And you just kind of suggested that's going to happen. So the champions will be on both shows. Yes, the, to the best of my knowledge, or at least they will be exempt 
from from that sort of hard split from what i understand matthew garrett says give jimmy his own show uh I'm sure Jimmy would just love to have his own show. You know what? You know what? I, I, I am overruling this. Jimmy, you cannot have your own show, and there's nothing you can do about it. There goes that opportunity. That sucks. Sorry, I, uh, I'm just taking it away from everybody. That really sucks. Uh, I want a couple of other notes. Um, so Tony Khan is scheduled to have yet another announcement on Dynamite this week. Is it just about Collision? I don't know if it's just about Collision. Okay, but, so I mean, it's be more related to, to collision. Okay. Uh, I hope it's a draft, baby. I hope it's a draft. I got draft fever, Jimmy. Oh, do you? Draft fever? Yeah. yeah. After uh, the trash fire that was our last mock draft, I would love to do another one, honestly. And another thing about collision I want to mention. So I saw people. So it's amazing, like we've talked about before, no matter how well AEW does, there are haters that just want them to die a slow and painful sure. death. And that's just kind of how it is. I saw people on social media that were shitting all over this collision news saying, oh, Saturday night is a shitty time slot and they're going to do. Then crap. don't watch it. No. OK, but here's <laughs> the thing. Here's the thing. So last Saturday on cable, and I know that this doesn't necessarily reflect the average week, but last Saturday on cable, the number one show was an NHL playoff game on ESPN, which actually did pretty well. It did a point six seven rating in the key demo, which is strong. But after that, Saturday was wide open. Last yeah. week, the number two show was a sports center uh, uh, block at 10 a.m. that did 0.26 in the key demo. Dynamite last Wednesday did a 0.32. So Dynamite last Wednesday did a, did a, a, a stronger key demo rating. I think there's no reason not to believe that collision is going to be top three or top five every Saturday. And I think that if there's not live sports going on that night, they might be number one a lot. And so for people suggesting it's a shitty time slot and they're going to die slow people death. I bet you they're top one to top three on a weekly basis on Saturday. And that's what a lot of people have to look at is that TNT Warner brothers, whatever, whatever they, they look at and they see out of a W they're thinking, well, it can probably beat all these shows. It yeah. probably not is. It's probably not going to beat college football. It's probably going to be pushed way down due to college football. But in general, and I'm very interested to see what happens with Saturday pay-per-views in general. First off, I don't want them doing Sundays full-time. I, I would really hate that during football season. But um, they're going to go head-to-head with some WWE shows, a lot of WWE shows. So, And I, it's hard for me to believe that WWE is going to adjust anything for that but uh we've got a lot of super chats right now spencer says do you think we see cm punk wrestle in wwe again no i don't trey uh sent us a very generous humper chat and said hey sean is collision going to be live i feel like if they tape it earlier in the week and play it on saturday it'll kill the show before it starts with spoilers i truly hope tk treats this like a smackdown and gets help with booking much love to you well thank you trey uh thank you for the very generous humper chat you're always very generous with those Talent that I've spoken to have been told, keep your Saturdays open. Certain talent have been. And there are some of them that are like, mm, it's going to eat. Have you guys seen Chuck Norris lately? He's still kicking butt, staying active well into his 80s. What's even more shocking is he looked more jacked than ever and seems to have more energy than guys half his age. And it's all thanks to Morning Kick, a revolutionary new daily drink from Roundhouse Provisions that combines ultra-potent greens, like spirulina and kale with probiotics, prebiotics, collagen, and even ashwagandha. Just mix it with water, stir, and enjoy. Unlike the other green drinks out there, this one tastes exactly like strawberry lemonade, has hundreds of five-star reviews. I love the taste of this. I love the way that I feel after drinking it. I've never felt better. My digestion is smoother. Body looks leaner. I have energy all day. I just feel younger. And the flavor is so much better than other green drinks. Go to roundhouseprovisions.com slash Fightful for up to 44% off your regular priced order. Every purchase is packed with a 90-day money-back guarantee. So if you want to experience smoother digestion, boost of energy, and overall a healthier body, go to roundhouseprovisions.com slash Fightful today. 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Into my indie stuff, but uh, there are some instances that I believe that Tony Khan will probably get deals on back-to-back nights in a venue, and then he'll probably film it on a Thursday. Like I don't expect them ahead of All Out to do a live show from the UK the night before. I think it might be a good idea, honestly. But I think that sometimes when when necessary, they'll tape it. But primarily, this show is going to be live. So uh, that's going to add a lot of value there. I mean, the graphic said live. The graphic that they released said live. Yeah. Uh, and from what I understand, they're planning on doing dynamite and then taping rampage that night, uh, doing collision live and taping ring of honor that night. That's what mm-hmm. I've read. Yep. And, rampage, and rampage sense. on Wednesdays, uh, ROH on Saturdays, which again, I look at and I'm like, oh man, that, that is going to hurt the indie bookings of a lot of the people that work ROH. It was very beneficial for a lot of talent to work dark rampage, all that stuff, because or especially AEW on Wednesdays because they could still do their uh, their weekend indies. Bizarro says, hey guys, thoughts on Rosa doing commentary for Collision? With any news on why AEW uh, picked the Garden for Boston, it's the week of the debut of, or it's the week after the debut of Nick, Nick Wayne versus Swerve. Not for a title run, but I want Dan Housen to try to make MJF his friend. I would love to see Dan Housen and MJF interact. I don't think that Boston has anything to do with Nick Wayne and Swerve necessarily, but uh, no news on that. But Rosa will probably be doing a lot of different things on Collision. I think they're probably going to try to get some use out of her after eight or nine months of her being sidelined. Right. Matthew Garrett says, I think it all started with a boy who thought who knew he could do more, and he made a list to get it done. Wild. And Tony says... Uh, Tony said something about TNT today last week. Does that mean they're doing something during the NBA playoffs tonight? I would, if I were them, I would certainly highlight uh, the fact that AEW is going to have more of a presence on TNT during uh, NBA games. I certainly would because you want to capture that audience and anything that airs there, you can air on your socials as well. Jake says, longtime Fightful fan with Collision starting up so close to Forbidden Door. How do you think they'll tie the two together, Punk on Forbidden Door or Miro? If Punk is, so I think that Punk is going to face Samoa Joe right out of the gate, first or second episode. But also, you got to, I say this often, you got to plan for him to have one match because how is he going to be doing physically after that match? I don't know. I'd be shocked if Mira wasn't on Forbidden Door. I think you need to highlight him in a big way right out of the gate. How are, how are you seeing this, Jimmy? Yeah, I mean, I this is what's going to be interesting about having two separate rosters and bringing them together for pay-per-view. That's what's going to be interesting because they just listed, not only was Miro listed as a feature headliner, and it might not mean anything, he was the first name listed as a feature headliner. So I would expect that he's going to be on on uh, Forbidden Door and and maybe hypothetically on every pay-per-view moving forward. I'm going to be very interested in the guys that have a little bit of baggage, how they're treated on pay-per-views with the other rosters. So like, how is Punk going to be treated? How is Andrade going to be treated? 
what kind of shenanigans are we going to hear about or not hear about after the fact? That's interesting to me. I like to think these guys are all professionals. And so, so I, one of the shenanigans that I mentioned, and I've gotten a little more clarity on this, and I do want to want to clear clarify that I had published in my report that a steel might be headed back. I really? don't know if he's going to be at TV. And I'd originally said that CM Punk was encouraging it, but I found out since then it might not have been him that brought up the idea. It might've been somebody like, like it was, it was even floated to me. Like maybe even Jericho mentioned it as, as a, like a disarming thing during their meeting as a way to say, okay, look, everything's going to be fine if we do that. But I mean, you know, there are also a lot of people in AEW that feel like this situation would have long been over had a steel not been involved with it because of the nature in which it was escalated. But you know, what's interesting too, is for all the talk that Jericho was angling for a program with punk Jericho is not listed as a feature headliner, not, right? not listed on it. And that was absolutely a creative pitch plan and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, is punk making TK look like a pushover with ACE? I don't think so. Based on stuff I heard this week, Fasco says, who do you have for the first feuds on AEW collision? Well, Joe and punk would be a hell of one. Like, I think it'd be great. Uh, I, I really always thought that Joe should have just tweeted, don't want to work with this guy. And then like maybe got people's wheels turning like, oh shit, oh shit. But I know that that was a plan as of the last week or so. Um, Miro needs to be up against somebody who's been featured heavily on TV because I think that that is a good angle to come from. Miro's been chomping at the bit to come back. But meanwhile, Miro's been sitting like sitting on the sidelines while these other people have been featured what, what are you thinking yeah i don't know i mean I, i'd like to know who the rot what the roster is going to look like um we'll get more details in the next in the coming weeks i keep asking like but i don't know how many people even know about this like i don't even know how, how many people in in tony khan's immediate circle the only i just know that there have been people that said you can keep your wednesdays uh open not your saturdays that's fine or vice versa do you think we're going to end up with a Survivor Series style pay-per-view where there's going to be five guys wearing like red and yellow t-shirts and five guys wearing whatever the hell the colors are for dynamite t-shirts. They're not going to do none of that shit. They shouldn't it? do that, but they should do a collision versus dynamite show for sure. Yeah. They, yeah. So, so long as they do a true roster split and they don't have guys showing up on the other show, holding a visitor badge in their hand, Sean, you know what I mean? As well, there are special, it. special exceptions. I yeah, don't know what the term yeah. was or anything. We've yeah. got a whole bunch of super chats still. I am crush NC says, can't wait for collision and my favorites to get more TV time. Also, one of the two jobbers on uh, Raw was DPW world champion, Lucky Ali. You and Denise better put some respect on that name. Love Fightful. Well, uh, maybe you should have used that $10 you just super chatted to subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. Because I wrote that on FightfulSelect.com that night. Thank you so much for your support. I appreciate you. Ryan Martin says, Sean, Jimmy, are you surprised no announcement came today of the upfronts about a media rights extension during AEW and WBD? No, FightfulSelect.com had actually reported recently that um, it's just a deal for collision as of right now. And as far as I know, the other deals are still up soon with uh, Warner having the right to extend those, I think, for a year or so. You mean extend the existing deal? I think so, yeah. Really? Really? Through 2024, yeah. Really? Ian says, Forbidden Door was a huge event when released, but now the talk is all in. It's just over a month away, and nobody's talking about it. Thoughts? Well, I think that now is the time they're going to start to sort of form this card. It's a month away. Uh, they've got to get through Double or Nothing first. Then they'll work on Forbidden Door. So I'm not surprised by that. Aubrey says, Do you think Collision will have their own set of champions? No, Hope not. I think I'm, I I don't. They should do a draft with the coaches that will be designated to each show, picking the wrestlers better yet. They should have CM Punk and FTR and Kenny Omega and the bucks. Like, like it's a schoolyard dodgeball game. You, 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 you. That's what I need. If TK brings back a steal, will the elite walk? Nah, I don't know if they'll, they'll walk, but I mean, I'm sure it won't be great. Thank you to Recital Room for this uh, super chat. Jacob Donnelly says, "Seems if someone like MJF is going to have to pull double duty with Dynamite and Collision, could you see him having two major feuds across shows? Sometimes I think he could. Sometimes. However, I don't think that necessarily all the time all the he time. will be both shows. I mean, you remember at um, one point, at one point, Roman had like three programs going on at once. Remember that? I, yeah, I can tell you contractually, 
most of the people on that roster don't have enough dates to literally do every TV and every pay-per-view. So naturally they won't, which they don't do every TV now. Right. Arduit says, have we heard anything about AEW content heading to Max? Not an expert, but having that library on streaming seems like a no-brainer. Go Fightful. We didn't, and that was something that I was hoping would be announced. And I hope it's announced tonight. Hope like I would love the pay-per-views to be on Max. I would love the the library to be on Max. It's just a good idea, Jimmy, as long as it makes financial sense. Yeah, so at the upfronts, they did mention sports on Max. And they're they listed- entertainment and lifestyle, though. Maybe, but they they did say because I think they said they were they were going to even stream stream some live sports on Max, uh, but they didn't mention AEW at all when they were talking about their sports properties. They didn't mention AEW. They mentioned it kind of separately, but uh, I, I I imagine there's going to be it'd be foolish not to. I mean, you have that platform. Why wouldn't you utilize it? It'd be right? foolish not to get NordVPN.com/slash Fightful, Jimmy. You can head over there, get a great deal on NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Change your virtual location with just one click. If you want to watch AEW on AEW on AEW Plus with Fight without commercials, you can do that with NordVPN.com slash Fightful. You can watch the WWE Network old interface without having to deal with Peacock. You can detect malware during downloads, block uh, trackers and intrusive ads, and stay safe online with the leading VPN service. Get secure and private access to the internet. Protect all your devices, whether it's uh, any operating system or device. Enjoy a fast and stable connection anywhere. And you don't have to just take our word for it. There are people from CNET, from TED Talks. You even got PewDiePie and Philip DeFranco putting over NordVPN.com slash Fightful. It's completely safe to use. It's a VPN, the fastest in the world, that's going to get you a great deal and a 30-day money-back guarantee so you can try it out. And if you don't like it, you get your money back. They announced a whole mess of big UFC title fights uh, over the last day or two, as reported by FightfulMMA.com and other outlets. But you can get uh, those UFC pay-per-views at a much more affordable price, too. I pay like one-sixth the price of those. We all need BMF title matches, Sean. That's what we need. <sighs> that thing is less valuable than the Fightful Championship. Ah. Uh... Depends on who you're asking, Sean Ross App. Mitchell says, do you think the CM Punk Elite fan civil war could cause viewership issues between the two shows? Wrestling fans can be petty. I would hate to see AEW's viewership impacted by its own fan base. You would be surprised at how few people actually give a shit about that. Like, and just care about the content in general. The people that you see online... I won't say the people you see online don't represent a broader base because largely it does reflect how the audience reacts, but it doesn't reflect, oh, well, to the to the extreme negative degree of F this person, I hate them they, 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 because they look like this or act like this. That's not really reflected by the audience there. Mike T90K says, Sean, did you get the scoop on how far apart Dynamite and Collision rooms or locker rooms will be at pay-per-views and cross-promotional shows? I don't know if they'll do cross-promotional Dynamites or Collisions yet. I have no idea. As far as uh, or as 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 far as like the the pay-per-views are going, I don't think it'd be that hard for them to set up multiple locker rooms whatsoever. To be honest, they have you- their own locker room anyway. Yeah, and and to be honest with you, these are not children. These are these are grown adults. If I was Tony Khan, I would tell them just be professionals. Well, CM Punk did say they were children. All right, but you get my point. I do get your point. Jimmy Fingers nineteen says, "Do you guys see AEW doing anything more significant with Mark Briscoe than a special guest referee role beyond Double or Nothing? I know he's not cosmetically pleasing, but the man can go." Okay, now I I just want to say. Mark Briscoe did an interview where he said that WWE turned him down for not being cosmetically pleasing. Right. I say who uh, Johnny Ace, I think he told him that. Well, Johnny Ace is a moron because how they look is incredibly appealing. You want people that aren't traditionally cosmetically pleasing. I have seen nobody more convincing from a promo in ring and look aspect than the Briscoes in general. And that's because you don't have two guys that are acting exactly like Jay Briscoe or Mark Briscoe. Jay Briscoe and Mark Briscoe's personalities, promos, and looks are just completely different than one another besides the gear that they wore. 
Um, I think that they would have been a fantastic addition to any show, any promotion at any time. WCW in the 90s would have loved the Briscoes. WWE at any stage, and I'm talking 70s, 80s, 90s, 20s, 10s, and, and, and beyond, would have benefited from the Briscoes. They would have been great. The Bushwhackers wish they could work like the Briscoes. And you know what? If they wanted the Briscoes to come in and do exactly the same thing the Bushwhackers did, they would have done great at that too. So the not cosmetically pleasing thing, I think, plays incredibly, incredibly in their favor because you want people to go, well, who's that? And why do they look like that? You remember how Johnny Ace recruited women uh, for the women's division. Unfortunately, I've you know there there are a lot of rumors about how he recruited women. Well, okay. Aside from casting couches, I'm I'm talking about like model magazines. Yeah. He was notorious for using. That's how he found the Bellas. He was he was notorious for using model magazines. So it doesn't surprise me at all hearing that. And uh, I'm glad the Briscoes weren't around in the '80s because Vince Man would have put them in overalls and they'd be coming out to "Don't Go Messing with the Country Boy," and uh, putting over King Kong Bundy. So I'm I'm glad they didn't come around in the '80s, but. I believe everything Mark Briscoe said, given that it's Johnny sure. Ace. Doesn't surprise yeah, me. Oh, no, I, I believe him. I just think yeah. that Johnny Ace is a moron. Yeah. I just think he's an idiot. I actually really, really like the special guest referee idea for this match because I had no interest in watching that match. It'd be a good match, of course. But I think that adding Mark Briscoe in as a special guest referee really adds a lot to it. Matthew Garrett says all access moved to max or pay-per-views next. How much was the re-up? When will all these details come out? Details will probably be available over the next week. I would say let's, can we talk about the rights fees now? Do can we talk about yeah, that let's, now? Let's have at it. Why not? So we're waiting. We're in on, on deals from both WWE and uh, AEW. And I should note first uh, NBC universal and Fox, they had their upfronts this week. There was zero mention of WWE at the upfronts. I think it's because the new deals aren't done yet. That's probably why they didn't mention it. Now I want your thoughts on this. Wade Keller from PW torch reported that the next AEW deal will come in at the range of 240 million a year, a year times five that years. Was, that was his assumption. That was not him reporting it. I understand. Cause they haven't announced anything but yet. I know, but we can't say that he reported it. Okay. If it was, if it was just like, you know, his hunch his all right. All right. I, I'm not trying to throw heat on him for something he didn't report. Yep. All right. Well, he, that's, that's his speculation. 240 million a year times five for 1.2 billion in total value. If that's true, I know that on the surface, people are going to look at that and they're going to say, holy shit, this is a massive increase because they're at about 45 million a year right now. Um, but here's the thing it, to me, my opinion, I think that's a steal for Warner brothers discovery. If, if, if the deal does end up coming in the range of 200 to 240 million a year, given that they're getting dynamite, they're getting collision, they're getting rampage. There's probably going to be streaming rights involved, maybe even pay-per-view. I think that is a steal for Warner brothers discovery. It's great for AEW too. Don't get me wrong. That's a multiple over what they're making now, but I think that's a steal for Warner brothers. If that's uh, what it comes in at, you got to remember Right now, SmackDown gets like, I think, 205, 210 million a year just for two hours on Fox, right? So the yeah. suggestion the, the suggestion that they might get around that for the package, and I get it. WWE is more established. They have a larger television audience. I get it. I still think that's a great deal for Warner Brothers. So uh, I'll be well, interested. Yeah, I, I think that wrestling, uh, <laughs> wrestling content in general is usually a great deal for whoever gets it that's why i'm surprised like nobody's just taking a flyer on impact like i throw them a little bit of money and put them on a platform see how it works and it'll probably work better than a lot of the shows on whatever network that you have but um i this is going to be a major cash infusion for aew we've already reported that on fightfulselect.com but like compared to what they've been at which was I can't say it was a prove it deal because the fact that they got a rights fee deal in general right. for a brand new wrestling company is very impressive. But then they got re-upped uh, very, very early on. So this is their time to get paid right now. And I know people look at it and they say, well, why would they want when they're in the 800s? Go look at what everything else is at. Go look at what everything else is at. You think they're going to air double dare reruns from 1990s on there like listen they they paid a lot of money for big bang theory but they're not going to put that's not going to be the only thing they show on on their network so 
The thing too, that people have to remember is advertisers have always cared more about the key demo rating than the viewership. Always. That's why yeah. that's how Nielsen ranks them. When you look at the Nielsen rankings, there's lots of shows that do double the viewers of uh, dynamite, but they're like ranked 22nd because most of their demos like 60 plus and advertisers, it's not as appealing to them. So their key demo ra rating is where, you know, advertisers want it to be. That's why they're top three on Wednesday nights. So there's, there's clearly value there. Yeah, absolutely. And just mass says any news on the, on the new Vince Endeavor contract news and K seven, seven, five says it appears the perspective is that Vince negotiated. He must resign or remain a, a WWE executive chairman until death or resignation. Do you think Endeavor has ways to get rid of him? If he starts causing trouble, I have, okay, let's talk about this. So first thing it. I want to do is I want to credit Brandon Thurston from WrestleNomics for doing the research because I don't have the time or the interest to do it. And, uh, He's and great. he did it. He's great. Yep. Yep. So, so kudos to Brandon. All right, let's get into this. Cause this is interesting. And I was kind of right in my, in my speculation about the Endeavor deal. So save big on your Memorial day barbecue all in the Kroger app, get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for three 49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, body armor, super drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. So WWE filed a 550-page prospectus with the SEC, and that gave us details on the whole timeline of the Endeavor merger. Now, do you remember, Sean, when this deal was announced, when this Endeavor deal was announced, one of the things that I said on this podcast is, I bet you this is the only deal they had that let Vince maintain control because everybody was asking, why would they take a deal that that's not a cash deal? Why would they take yes. a deal that's all stock? And I suggested it's the only one they had that would let him maintain control. Well, according to like, that, out of like maybe 60 in, in, inquiries, by the way. Yeah, but that, that doesn't really mean a lot. So sure. pe people see the 60 and they're like, well, that doesn't really mean a lot. So what you want to look at is how many signed NDAs, how many got into the data room. There's all kinds of stuff that I'm not going to bore people with, but I really think that they took this Endeavor deal because it's the only one that would let Vince maintain control. The SEC prospectus kind of confirmed it. And so I want to break it down uh, for people about how this Endeavor thing came together. So according to that filing, in mid-March, WWE had four interested parties with Endeavor being one in mid-March. If you go back just a couple of weeks before that, the end of February, they had eight interested parties including Endeavor. And within a span of about three weeks, it got whittled down from eight to four. Those other three parties, not including Endeavor, two of them were, strate were strategic partners and one was a financial partner. And I'll explain high level what that means. So a strategic partner is a company that would have synergies with the company that they're looking to buy. A financial partner is like a private equity firm. They got their own investors and they would buy the company because they want to grow it over a three to five year period. And then they want to flip it and make their own money on it. That's the difference between a strategic partner and a financial partner. The main strategic partner, it's believed that that was Liberty Media, which is what somebody had mentioned, might have been on CNBC. The reason they believe it was Liberty Media is because WWE gave them tickets to a show in Denver, and uh, Liberty Media is based in Englewood, California, uh, Colorado. So, so the belief is that it might have been Liberty Media. When you look at the offers that were made, the Endeavor deal looks a lot better now than maybe it did then because yes. the primary strategic partner, which may or may not have been Liberty, they offered a cash deal between 95 and hundred bucks a share. The financial partner offered a cash deal of between $90 and 9750 a share. And the third strategic partner offered a cash deal of $76 and 83 cents a share. After the Endeavor deal was closed, the stock spiked to as high as 110 bucks. Yes. Uh, and so it looks like the Endeavor deal might have ended up being the better deal at the time. Not so much at the time. Do you remember when the day that the deal was announced and the stock crashed the day that the yeah. deal was announced? It's because it wasn't a cash deal. It was an all stock deal and it was going to let uh, Vince maintain control. But now in, in hindsight, it might've been a, a decent deal, but the Vince piece is what people find interesting. So two aspects of the Endeavor deal. The first one is Endeavor initially came in, wanting 57% of the new entity 
and they were going to give WWE shareholders 43%, and they came up to 51-49. Here's the piece everybody's talking about. Endeavor proposed that Vince McMahon remain executive chair until death, resignation, or incapacity. Now I hear that, and I think two things. So the first thing is, I don't know what that means if new allegations surface. Yes. If new allegations surface, I think they're going to force him to resign. But the other thing I don't know about is what does that mean as far as board elections go? Because I find it hard to believe that you're going to tell your shareholders you can never vote for a new chairman. Shareholders can never vote for a new chairman. I don't know, man. That it, it's. I feel like there's more yet to come out. But uh, it sure seems on the surface that this is why Vince chose this deal. Because at the time, the stock was nowhere near 90 bucks, right? And so those cash deals sounded like they were pretty good deals at the time. He chose the one that was going to let him maintain control. And uh, that's where they're at. And so we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, that's how it worked. And uh, FightfulSelect.com. We'll continue patting ourselves on the back. We, we love to take the temperature of these situations. And um, immediately following this deal, uh, the talent were like, well, he took the deal that would allow him to stay. Yeah, I think so. And that's that's how they felt at that moment. Like there's yeah, that's how that's how they felt. And uh we're we're gonna have some more similar stories to that. Uh and, and here's the th- and here's the thing too. So the one thing that I didn't see in the SEC filing, or at least in Brandon's uh Brandon's research, they didn't explain why those other partners fell out. So Try, the one yeah. the one strategic partner, because there was stuff in there about how so the one strategic partner there, that might have been Liberty, WWE at one point introduced them to the financial partner because they thought if they work together, maybe they'll up their bid. So they did that. All they said was that the other uh, the other bids chose not to move forward. Yeah. I didn't hear anything about why. Why didn't they choose to move forward? And so I would love to know, was it because WWE is because Vince McMahon said, well, I'm not signing those. I'm signing the one where, uh, you know, I get to maintain control. I don't know. That's the one thing that we haven't figured out. But again, in the long term, it's worked out because the stock uh, hit 110. It was, wasn't going to be anywhere near that with those deals. So it worked out. It's so funny because I, I heard that from talent immediately following the deal was that they thought that Vince just did what he could to, to get back into control. I think and so. I was going to release a talent reacts to the Endeavor deal thing. But that was the week that Vince came in and tore up the whole script and everything. So I've been sitting on that for like a a month and a half, getting more reactions in the meantime. But keep an eye on that on FightfulSelect.com. Spencer says, what are each of y'all's top three matches of all time? We don't do uh, top three, top five on here for Super Chats and stuff like that. But very quickly, I'll say just three that come to mind as three of my favorites are, um, gosh, Omega versus... Jericho, Okada, and or Osprey, um, Charlotte and Becky Lynch, Last Woman Standing, and Joe Styles, Daniels, and Unbreakable are three of my, three of my favorites. It's hard for me to think of the other two because there's been so many great matches over the years. My number one favorite to this day is Savage Steamboat WrestleMania three. It's a great one, uh, but not just because of the in ring and and you know Sean, I'm an older guy and I always talk about I'm a big fan of the stories and the moments. And the reason I like that match, aside from the fact that it was a great in-ring match, is because the story going in where Savage hit him with the ring bell, tried to tried to retire him. Steamboat came back and decided, I'm going to get even with you, not by kicking your ass per se. I'm going to get even with you by taking the one thing that means more to you than anything. And that's the Intercontinental title. I love the story of that match. I wish yeah. George Steele wasn't in his corner because that sucked. Otherwise, yeah, I, suck. otherwise, I love the story of the match. And so Savage Steamboat is still my favorite. Does Vince's new position keep him from 100% taking creative back from Triple H? Uh, so I don't know what there is on paper. I think so. Yeah, I don't know what there is on paper. He said on the in that interview with Ari uh, Emanuel that he was not going to be in the weeds. Uh, he said he was going to be high-level uh, involved. He didn't say he was going to be in the weeds. But uh, theoretically, if he woke up tomorrow and decided this show sucks and I'm going to head up creative again, I do not think there's any stopping him. So, um, the review booth saying, oh, that's because 99% of what dirt sheets report is based on speculation and assumptions. That must be why you can count on one hand, the number of things that, uh, Fightful has gotten wrong. And you know what? You can, you can list one thing that we got wrong and we didn't have an explanation for in seven years. So the review booth, 
get the hell out of here. Meet Normus says, Sup, fellas. My sources have Seth Rollins playing Cobra of the Serpent City and Captain America for anything else going on this week. What do you think of uh, of Seth Rollins in the Captain America movie? That's that's big for him. Good for him. Good for him. So I, I'm, I'm not a big Marvel guy. I don't know anything about the character. I, have you heard anything about how significant is it? Does he have any dialogue? I have I got, not heard. I have not heard, but uh, I'm I'm monitoring it. I'm doing my best here. Okay, but good for him. I, w- I will say I'm, I'm not a Marvel superhero guy. I did go to see Guardians 3 with my wife because she is a Marvel person, and Guardians 3 was pretty damn good, I'll admit. And Batista, I really love Batista. He's great. Really like him, uh, yeah. M.A. Salco says Santana. I actually heard from Santana just a thanks uh, because I – I had checked on him when he got hurt, but he got off social media immediately. So, uh, I mean, I assume that before long, he'll be back. And we'll have some time left on his deal. Jorge says, is Yuka Sakazaki moving to the U.S. full-time sign if they promise people TV time? I would expect her to be featured more, uh, for sure. But, I mean, I think she was just ready to move on as well. But I, I do think it's a sign that she will be utilized more, but... We've got Colin saying with this new TV deal, what happens to the likes of Emmy Sakura now that Dark Dark Elevation have ended? Well, either they'll be used when they're over here, they'll be used on Rampage a little bit more, or they'll just be featured a little bit better, or they can feature her on Ring of Honor. They still have plenty of options. They are eliminating two hours to add two hours. So yep. it will not change that much. You'll just see more of this on Rampage and ROH. And it's not like they haven't done one-offs on Dynamite. Of course. So I'm sure that I'm sure they'll do one offs on collision as well. Matthew Garrett says, bring back rec spec. It rec spec is still a thing whenever, whenever applicable anime fan says, will these hints lead to Rollins and reigns at mania? I don't know. Uh, I don't know that they necessarily have a plan in order for WrestleMania next year. And I think that's a good thing to, to remain fluid in may before you even crown the other champion. Uh, but if the, the, audience dictates Rollins versus Reigns next year. That's what you should absolutely do. I still think they're holding good hope for the rock. And I'll, I'll tell you this. Uh, if my wife is any indication, I think that the chances of the rock doing mania are better now than they were a year ago. Yeah. You know why I think that? It, why? Because the rock is kind of sort of unintentionally done a bit of a heel waning, turn. waning, He's a done a bit of a heel bit. turn. Yeah. And the other day, just so you got to understand. And I, I'm sure a lot of people listening to this can relate. My wife loved The Rock. She loved everything about him. Followed him on social media. The other day we were talking about it and she said, I don't know, I ignore his posts. That's what she said. I, I mean, his movies are not must watch to me anymore. Like I, I'm i going to look and see when the last Rock movie I watched was. What did you think? What did you think of uh, after The Rock said publicly, I will never be part of the Fast franchise again. He ended up in the end credits of the new one, and there's speculation he's going to do the next one. What do you think of that, Sean? Never say never, as never they say. Never say never. There you go. Uh, okay, I watched Red Notice. I I haven't watched Jungle Cruise. I watched Jumanji in 2019. Jumanji's good. Jumanji's good. I like Kevin Hart as well. Kevin Hart's awesome. Yeah, it's been since like Rampage, since I watched one of his movies, really, since then. Because I didn't watch Skyscraper. Remember the conversations we had about Skyscraper and how China just willed that into profitability? Yes, yes, yes. That was yes. wild. Kind of like wild. how kind of like how the rock willed Black Adam into profitability. Listen, I wish that uh China would will fightful into getting twelve thousand subscribers. That'd be nice. We still we probably need to launch Fightful Select Espanola already. I think I have the team in place for that michael higgins says you've talked about that for how long i know and it'd be very it'd be very easy to do honestly it's just setting up a patreon but we you know we got carlos luis i know that demon diva would love to do some stuff with it as well uh but yeah guys denise uh, denise isn't heavy into covering things in espanol but uh, if she wanted to do something uh, obviously but okay yeah that's an idea we we tossed around The, the the line of thinking was that we would just start a patreon that would translate our current stories. And then as things progressed, we would develop relationships with Spanish uh, language speaking companies in Puerto Rico in Mexico. And we would get news via that way as well. So it wouldn't just be Americanized wrestling uh, in Espanol, but we'd also have a couple podcasts and things like that, but it would be a similar price point uh, as well. But 
People in the live chat are really uh, shitting on The Rock in favor of Batista, Sean. They're, they're shitting on you wow. uh, spoiling the movie, too. Job, I haven't Jimmy. seen the movie. It's just what I heard. Michael Higgins. Michael Higgins says, have you heard anything about collision in other countries like TSN in Canada? We haven't. That's something. That's some, some news that we'll hopefully get sooner than later. I'm sure. Uh, do you Ryan remember? Says, do you remember when Dynamite started? And they seemingly turned around that TSN deal in days, like in days, the thing yeah. is airing on TSN. I'm sure. I'm sure they'll, they'll find a spot for collision. Caden believes that Seth's role is similar to GSP and Captain America too. Yeah, but that, that be a benefit. That would be an absolute benefit for Seth Rollins to be featured in that as well. Ryan says, Hey Sean on the raw post show, you said this is triple H's first money in the bank where it's his handpicked winner. Are you sure it's his and not Vince's? And he has to enforce Vince's choice. No, I'm not. I'm not sure. Uh, but it is the first one under a Triple H booked show that we know of. Lee Spicer says, I think Rollins would be a great extra as a copycat joker in any future DC product project that James Gunn is directing. I think Seth Rollins would be good in a variety of roles like that. And I'm glad that a lot of the stigma surrounding pro wrestlers and acting has been lifted because, uh, I mean, look around. Dave Batista, John Cena, The Rock, mm -hmm. obviously something worked out well there. Uh, Kurgan did fantastic in his acting career. He's the, and besides The Rock, Jimmy, none of these people were ones that everybody looked at and said, "Well, they're going to get into acting and they're going to do great." Like True. none of them. You know what's interesting about Rollins too? You know how they always say that the best wrestlers are the ones whose character is the real life personality with the volume turned up. Sure. Say that when you see Seth Rollins do a real life interview. He's a pretty low-key guy. Yeah. But when he's on television as Seth freaking Rollins, he's a completely different dude. And the guy that yeah. did the Joker, that's not the guy that you see doing an interview yes. with Nero Helwani, but he does it so well. He does it so well. In a reaction from Eric to the Collision logo, no, I mean, I think you should take it as a compliment, honestly. The the, the Nitro-inspired Collision logo, I Jimmy. It. I liked it. I liked it, too. FightfulSelect.com reported about it this morning. Let's go ahead and show it to you guys. I'll, I'll pull it up here. But um, <laughs> it looks really good. I like it. I think it's good. I, yeah. I think that I like the red AEW logo as well, but I think yeah. it looks great, and it... It's nostalgic in all the right ways. We've already got Melissa creating uh, creating like graphics for the Collision Post Show, which will feature Riccicino, Iridium Fierro, and Cresta the Star. Uh, I will join it occasionally as an insider, by the way, guys. But uh, shout out to them. I was able to, to nail those three down with the line of thinking being sometimes they're going to have stuff to do on Saturday, so we'll have two others there to, to handle that. But very excited. Jimmy Finger says, question for both. Do you guys see AEW having any equity bringing Enzo in? Maybe put him back with Big Bill. I could see a nice program with the acclaimed. Wouldn't mind one interaction between Enzo and MJF. Uh, I, I, From what I understand, Big Bill had pushed for it at one point. There was maybe a feeling out process, but ultimately it was, it, based on what I've heard, that wasn't in their plans. Who knows with an additional show if things like that could change. Outside of this MLW situation most recently, I've heard only good things about him really since about the time of the Joey Janela fight. I've heard that he had been easy to deal with in, in that regard since then. I, I hear that he's good to promoters and stuff like that. You know, everybody will rub somebody the wrong way at some point. But I heard he also uh, made amends with uh, Janela. He did at the New York Giants draft party. That was a Fightful Select exclusive. They just, uh, from what I understand, Enzo actually said... Thank you for making good with uh, Big Bill, Big Cass oh. as well, because Cass had issues with uh, Janela as well. Okay, good, good. Jimmy Fingers says, should Roman's undisputed championship be consolidated into one title after he loses it? Should it then be known as the WWE title with the universal name retired? Should that belt then be redesigned? I will say, Jimmy, yes, yes, yes to all that. Me too. Once Roman loses that title, there will be no reason to have that universal title. Nobody will ever surpass what he did there. You've already got a second title, and you absolutely have to keep the lineage of the WWE title, Jimmy. That is, is crucial. I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, the, the universal name, which was a stupid name to begin with, but the universal name was Vincent Mann's way of having a belt on the other brand. And so now if you have the world heavyweight title, there's absolutely no need for it. Make him the WWE champion. I couldn't agree with you more. 
KE775 says, do you think if TV deals for Fox or NBCU stall that ESPN could be in play for WWE? I think Andrew uh, Marchand from the New York Post mentioned on his podcast, he heard they may be interested. Yes, I've said this over and over again. I thought Disney would have been a good buyer for WWE. I think ESPN would be a good home for WWE. And I'll point to you, let's, let's look at what's on their TV ESPN Saturday schedule right American now. Cornhole League uh, American Cornhole League and, and the like uh Saturday okay they got the PGA championship but they got call uh, that's in the morning college softball a block for six hours of really a women's college softball no disrespect to them is that ESPN one yep uh, wow. you, you've got oh you've got two hours of seven innings live which is a college softball highlight show and again you've got pga replays in the morning and and things like that you can put raw or smackdown on in its normal slot and then you can say you know what i'd like to do a replay of that at like 2 p.m as well like why 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 the hell not i guess my only concern would be if there's a lot of preemptions for sport that's that's also true could you hurt the audience but when you look at yeah when you look at it they've got 15 channels too that that's true too. But when you look at the Endeavor relationship, it wouldn't surprise me because Endeavor's got a relationship with ESPN. That wouldn't surprise me. I I think NBC Universal maintains Raw. I think they need it really badly. I think if you take that off of their plate, their overall rating plummets. Their average rating. Fox and mm-hmm. SmackDown is the one that would not shock me if they move on. Uh, but I think NBC Universal needs Raw, so I'd be shocked if that moved. Bryce says, would it be best if Dynamite was on Tuesday and Collision was on Thursday with the complete eradication of Rampage? Will Monet debut on Collision? I'm sure they would love for her to debut on Collision, but they are not moving Dynamite to Tuesday. Um, AEW hasn't seemed to want on Thursdays. Tony Khan has mentioned the importance of not competing with the NFL if possible. Right. Um, And I hope that continues. I really hope that continues because it is tragic for WWE when they do it. Thursday night football is a thing and it's something that the NFL wants to catch fire very, very badly. So I don't see that as possible. I think for viewership, it'd probably be better or they could just do Wednesday, Thursday. I don't think there's a need for them to move it off of Wednesday. Just mass says who's winning the new world title. Who who are you thinking, Jimmy Rollins? No question. No question. That's That's how I'm feeling too. No doubt from the start. Basically, from the start, from 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 the first time that Rollins was in the ring on Raw, and he's going into the pay per view with Omos, but he didn't talk shit about Omos. All he talked about was the World Heavyweight Title. It was pretty much set. It, uh, Rollins is going to win. Guys, get your super chats, get your humper chats in. Make sure you leave a thumbs up. We are heading down the home stretch. Jimmy, you got anything else? Yeah, you know what? Let's talk some XFL business, Sean. Okay. Because this is something different. It's not wrestling related, but it kind of is. Vincent Man founded it. Now the Rocks Group owns it. I want to talk some XFL business. Ne- next year, you'll own it. Like, yeah, you know, yeah maybe, just, maybe. The, the year after that, um, Dale, Dale Gagne will own Dale, it. Like, Dale Gagne. Dale Gagne. Yeah, there you yeah. go. He, he he spelled his name uh, like Gagne, but he's not a Gagne. It's Gagne. There's Gagne. I thought he, yeah, he put, put an R at the end of it sometimes, didn't he? That's his real spelling. He would take the R off to pretend that he was related to Vern Gagne, which he wasn't. So, uh, all right, XFL business. First thing I want to do is I want to paint a picture for anybody, maybe if you're not American. So there's two spring football leagues in America right now. There's the XFL and there's the USFL. The XFL is owned by the group that includes The Rock, and uh, they air on ESPN and ABC-owned stations. The USFL is owned by Fox, and they air on Fox as well as on NBC. The XFL just wrapped up this season. The USFL is still ongoing. Bill Shea from The Athletic, he wrote an article about the business of the two. Which one do you think is doing better, Sean Rossap? The XFL. No. The XFL really? is lagging behind the USFL in terms of ad revenue, which is right now their only real revenue stream is ad revenue. Okay, yeah. So in the regular season, the XFL generated $20.6 million and ad revenue for ESPN and, and ABC. The USFL is projected to do double that, 41.3 million in ad revenue for the season. In the playoffs, because the XFL has done their, their season, in the playoffs, the XFL did an estimated 1.3 million in ad revenue 
they only had three playoff games, two semis in the in the championship. The USFL, because they haven't done their playoffs yet, we can't project. But last season, they did $6.7 million in ad revenue in the playoffs, which would be five times what the XFL did in the playoffs this year. It is not known yet if the landscape can accommodate two spring football leagues long-term. Yeah. ESPN has not pulled the plug on the XFL, right? ESPN has yeah. not pulled the plug on the XFL. But um, if an alternative programming comes along that's cheaper to produce, then you could see the XFL falling by the wayside. And until then, uh, they're both around, but they are falling behind the USFL. Yeah, I think one will prevail for sure. I Thank think you. one will certainly prevail. I, I enjoyed arena football. I watched yeah. a an arena football game here in Lexington, and it was wonderful. Like, it was such a blast. I think I maybe the Rock's going to get a phone call saying, look, bud, do you want to put the pads on next week? Because, uh, <laughs> you know. We'll Notorious Greg says, do you think that Saturday pay-per-view collision may be an hour and the pre-show for a pay-per-view? I hope. Yeah, I like hope he's... that's I hope that's the method. I loved when WCW would do main event on Sundays and it'd be an hour before, heat right before. Hell yeah. Of course, we get a bunch of super chats right before we wrap up. Caden says, worried about Jack Perry's reaction tonight. Roosh typically gets cheered in Texas. Could this hurt his momentum going into double or nothing next week? I don't think long term, but I, I do have, I, you know what? I would love if that reaction does happen like that, Caden, and we start to see a bit of an edge from Jack Perry. Because yes. that's what a lot of this feud has been predicated on, Jimmy, was the fact that Jack, Car Jack Perry is a white meat baby face, and MJF keeps saying, you need an edge, you need an edge. And maybe this is where he gets it. I agree. We need to see more from him. I hated the interview he did where he basically uh, shut down doing promos. Uh, and he said that, you know, he got into wrestling cause he wanted to, to be an in-ring guy. I understand that promos are not for everybody. And pe sometimes people aren't comfortable doing it, but this day and age, everybody can go in the ring. Everybody can go in the ring. MJF showed with Daniel, uh, Brian Danielson, he can fucking yeah. go in the ring. So what separates you from the other 30, 40 guys on the roster is your ability to have a promo and your ability to uh, have a character. And uh, if Jack Perry wants to get left behind, then cool. Keep doing what you're doing. Otherwise, uh, he's got to step it up. And uh, this is a golden opportunity for him. I agree that he might get uh, a heel reaction in Texas. Roll with it, man. Roll with it. Look at The Rock at WrestleMania. And I know that Perry's not The Rock. But look at The yeah. Rock at WrestleMania with Hogan, right? He went out there and the Toronto crowd shit all over him. And The Rock rolled with it, man. He did the heel mannerisms and everything. Not saying Jack Perry is The Rock. But if you get a heel reaction, roll with it. Roll with it. Just kind of go with Mar it. Marquise Film says, did you get my super chat? Probably not. Just let me know what it says below. A tip for people in the future. Instead of asking me if I got your super chat, just tell me what it was. Because I mod these myself. So Marquise will hang around here a couple more minutes. Uh, just let me know what it was. JM says, XFL is better as an NFL feeder league, though. Yeah, objectively, the XFL is very successful. Like, we're talking dozens and dozens of people are getting invited to camp from XFL. It is it is a success in that regard. That was their objective, I think, because I, yeah. I know Rock talked to CFL, or maybe not the Rock, but I know that they talked to the CFL as well. That's their objective. Uh, we have Wombat and Combat saying, what direction are they taking Rampage once collision begins? From my understanding, it was always just seen as heat, but it sends a mixed signal when you have CM Punk debut. Marquise, I found yours. Says, do you guys think WWE is too fancy? Think the wrestling is overshadowed by the LEDs and large TV screen. Raw, SmackDown are in need of a hardcore revamp in the set design. I agree, but their line of thinking is that they want to be able to do anything with that set. Marquise, I'll point you to an interview I did with Eric Bischoff before he got rehired with WWE, and it's something that really stuck with me. He said that he thought that WWE's production was so slick that it eliminated the, the illusion of spontaneity. You didn't feel like anything was spontaneous because everything is so overproduced and slick. And I thought that was one of the smartest things that anybody ever said to me in an interview. And I was like, there you go. A guy who introduced spontaneity back into the program uh, it, with Nitro. I thought that was a brilliant thing that he said. Yeah. And you know what? There's a reason why this man's been using the term sports entertainment for over 30 years. Sure. He doesn't want it to be pro wrestling. And so this is just how it's going to be. And I'll be very curious when the day comes that Vince isn't involved anymore, if Hunter will make changes uh, to, to things like that. 
But for the time being, it is what it is. Tony Khan has always said, you know, this is a wrestling company. Mr. Man has never wanted to be a wrestling company. And I can't recall if it was Nick Khan or Frank Riddick. One of them on one of the uh, quarterly calls said we're a media company. Do you remember that? That was like a year yeah. ago. That's how WWE wants to be. They don't want to be a wrestling company. So it is what it is. Reminder, guys, as soon as we get through these last super chats, we're over on FightfulSelect.com for the list goes on. It's not just exclusive news. We got eight or nine podcasts a week as well. Retro reviews coming back there as well. Tom Talks Rubbish says, thank you for being nice people. Nothing but love. We've both done Tom's show. So uh, make sure you, know, you I'll check that out. I'll tell you something quick. So Tom sent me the, the interview. It's not up yet, but he sent it to me. Man, I put you over a lot, Sean. I put you over a lot. You're going to have to listen to it. I almost want to hit up Tom and say, could you do me a favor? Can you edit out some of those answers? Because holy shit, did I put you on WhatsApp over? I didn't expense my new computer. I took a less of a cut on Super Chats to help make up some of this travel costs I'm incurring. But you know, Van Twinblade says, I don't know who this Ladybird person is, but she's going to beat up your BFF on the 21st. Send her flowers after she loses. Uh, I assume you mean Shaza. And uh, I don't know who Lady Bird is either, but I am a huge fan of her now. Mike says, my source told me the plan of today is for Punk to return at Double or Nothing, cut a promo, set up his match with Joe at Collision. I think that would be fantastic. I think that'd be great. I can't confirm that, though. Paul says, after his heartfelt promo last week, then losing, where do you think Edge's story is going or ending now? I think it was a very smart promo from Edge. It was to put into, into your mind, he's wrapping it up soon. He's... He's going to go away very, very soon. So uh, I think that he is going to go into a program uh, on SmackDown. I, I would love to see him in theory. I think that would be really is cool. He, I forget what Brandy's on. SmackDown now, full-time? I think SmackDown, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Tom Talks Rubbish says, Sorry, Jimmy, Sean is so nice. No can do. Don't tell people that. Guys, leave a thumbs up on this video. We are back talking more AEW news tonight. Uh, again, we have announced our AEW uh, Collision post show. I will be doing something this summer in which I will be covering Collision on Select as well. Like I might add that to the Backstage Report podcast where I give quick thoughts on Collision and SmackDown because I've heard some of you say that you want me back on those shows. The schedule, unfortunately, this summer has me traveling a lot of Fridays and Saturdays, so I'm going to find a way to add that coverage to Fightful Select too. So you'll get that for your five bucks as well. We're working on a sort of behind the stories podcast. I saw a lot of you when I recommended or asked for recommendations of what you saw in Select. You said, we like the show with Denise where you talked about what happened with GCW. I'll do a lot of those. I've already got plans to do them about the ill-fated Sean Ross Sapp Serve Tall. We did one about the CM Punk story. Uh, I'll do one about the Muhammad Hassan interview that I did, uh, gosh, seven, eight years ago now. There's going to be a lot of stuff like that coming to Fightful Select for just $5. I got to justify Jimmy putting me over, you know. You know what would make a lot of money on Select, Sean? What would make a lot of money is if, Ass you, and pictures. I, if you and I did a Q&A where I finally revealed the other people that I talked to before I hired you. Imagine the money that would do, but I'm not doing it. But I'm not doing it. Maybe I'll do that on FightfulSelect.com right after this. <laughs> Ryan wraps us up with this if collision is on Saturdays 8 to 10. How will that affect them when WWE has a pay-per-views? It will affect them negatively. <laughs> That's how. It will affect them negatively unless there is some phenomenon where people just have their TV on both things at the same time. Possible. Guys, until next time, we're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.